for our first interview today, I, I want to call uh, Onemo Khartle um, up here, and then uh, Turbi uh, Meyer and Johan Fester as well. Turbi and Johan uh, serve with me um, in, a, in a leadership role in Acts 29, Southern Africa. Uh, they co-lead a church in Pretoria called Lichpunt, an Afrikaans uh, medium church, as you do in Pretoria. Um, and so uh, they've been leading that for some time now. And Ono just planted out earlier this year, Rooted Fellowship. Um, and uh, it's been something that's uh, been really great to see. Um, our church has been able to partner with that in some way, uh, with Lichpunt and a few other churches, to just see that thing up and running. And uh, they had a celebration service on Sunday, just celebrating their new space as they feel that they really got some kind of rooted nature in the community in Pretoria. And so, brother, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, how did the Sunday go? It was unbelievable. We we're so uh, thankful for what the Lord's been doing. And like you said, it was just an opportunity to celebrate uh, what God has done these last few months. It's been tough. It's been challenging. Um, but God is good. And so we wanted to celebrate that. So, Anna, why don't you just tell us a little bit of your story, man. So you planted out this year, but God birthed a call in you to plant churches quite a long time ago. Um, and then you went and joined these guys um, in Lichpunt um, and learned a great deal from them. Why don't you just tell me a little bit of, of your story, how God called you to plant, and then uh, what it was like for you being in a residency um, in Lichpunt Church. Sure. So I didn't grow up in a church, didn't have a church background, and so didn't really have a framework of uh, how God viewed the church or what the purpose of the church was. Uh, came to faith in university my second year, got plugged into a campus ministry, was discipled there, ended up going to work for them, uh, and then got plugged into the local church that I was in. And, and while I was there, just God started stirring in my heart a passion for His name. And, and I started to see, okay, what, what is the church about? How does God see the church and how He uses the church to reach people? And, uh, and so I just got plugged into the local church, started serving, started getting, you know, my hands dirty. And after a while, I got to a place where I realized, you know, as much as I love this church, and I still do, uh, it just, it wasn't reaching my non-Christian friends. I couldn't bring my non-Christian friends to this church. And so uh, I just started asking the question, what, what would God do um, if we could really see something that would reflect uh, the new South Africa, that's kind of how we say it, um, in the city of Pretoria. And, and so God got me connected to these guys. Uh, they sat me down for a number of years were saying, hey, Oni, we think you need a plant. And I kept saying, no, I'm not the guy for it. You need to find the guy and I'll get behind him, but I'm not him. And uh, eventually they said, listen, we're convinced about this, that we want to create a, a church planting residency uh, and we want you to come and join us for two years. Uh, everything about that was wrong. They wanted me to leave uh, the church that I'd been in for the last eight years to go to another church in the same city. And so that already you know, was going to get me in all sorts of trouble. Uh, but their church is an all-white Afrikaans church. And clearly, you can see I am not white, and I'm not Afrikaans. Um, no, I'm not. And, um, but, uh, but because everything just felt like, you know, or everything looked like it was wrong, I knew that God had to be in it. And uh, my wife and I prayed about it, and we just said, you know, we're, we love where we are, but we're in a place of comfort, um, and we really wanted God to use us and to stretch us. And so we, we jumped over, uh, and that was about two and a half years ago. Uh, Johan, why don't you just tell us just a little bit about Lichpunt's impulse in all of this. I mean, you guys are uh, designing to be a church-planting church, but you're a church plant yourself, um, and, and, and you're doing really great in the city of Pretoria, but some would say, hey, bide your time, catch your breath, build up a critical mass of like 500 people before you start talking other church plants and those kind of things. But that hasn't been your impulse from the beginning. You guys have wanted to partner with other churches in the area and run residencies and internships for church planters to, to train them up and send them out. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the program and the impulse behind it. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so Ross, I think, so 
just a bit of background to, to answer that question. So both myself and Tuobi, we actually became Christians in London when we lived there. And, uh, Most people go to London to stop being Christians. Yeah, I, I know. So, but it was, it was actually, the Lord's sense of humor was quite funny. So we went over, both of us not, non-Christians, but thinking we're going to this pagan place to, um, you know, and we just need to make sure that we don't end up like the Brits. Sorry, Steve. But, um, but uh, in, in the Lord's providence, he, he, he brought us together there. We ended up in the same house. And, uh, and we both became Christians within a month from one another. And we lived literally in the road. Uh, a few hundred meters away from a church, a local church that is aggressively into church planting. And so as we became Christians, really, from the beginning, we sort of thought that church planting is kind of what you do when you're a Christian. Uh, we were sent up with a, a bunch of other guys two, three years later to, to plant a local um, South African church in the Wimbledon area. And there we started realizing that the very same things that were close to our hearts the, the, the same lights that were coming on for us, uh, we heard a bunch of other South Africans say the same thing. Also coming to faith in London. And mostly, most of them also Afrikaans-speaking guys. And so probably there, roughly around, it, around about 2005, we started dreaming about, wouldn't it be wonderful if we can go back to Pretoria, where we come from? And those of you, of course, who, who know Pretoria, the, the Afrikaans people especially is highly cultural Christian and so um, we, we thought we want to go back there and plant a church where people who will already think that they know the gospel, they do church, they've nailed it, can come and hopefully come to know the Lord Jesus afresh. And so, so that was our desire. Our desire was to plant, uh, be a church planting church plant. And so we've done it. We made a bunch of mistakes, not so much with this guy. We don't know yet if it was a mistake. But um, 2013, we sent out 50 50 guys to plant another congregation in the other part of the city. Hindsight, we realized that it was probably too early. We, we weren't at that critical mass to do it, but we did it anyway. And, um, and we've learned a lot since then about it. So. Yeah, brilliant. Toby, will you tell us just a little bit about uh, how you guys train up planters? I mean, uh, what, what does your program look like and how are you spending time just sowing into the lives of guys so that you can send them out? Yeah, I, th I think one of the things that we realized we need to do is, is, is not just replicate Luchtman, because Pretoria is a, is, a, is, a, is a sizable city and there's many non-Afrikaners living there. There's a, there's a lot of uh, churches that need to be planted to reach all of the city, and we can't do it. Uh, we're not the best guys to reach the bulk of the people there. And so, so that gave rise to this idea of saying, listen, let's find guys who can do the work that we can't, um, and so one being one of those guys. And... and um, and, so, and, and we realized that the best way to probably do it is not to send him out straight away, um, but to equip him, but, but further bring him on board. And the residency was, was, uh, was, was birthed out of that. And, and so we, uh, we put something together, um, and uh, I said to somebody earlier, he probably needs to speak to one to get the truth of how that really is and whether it's working or not. Um, but to try, and, to try and just give him a grip on what's happening. And so the the first part of that was to observe what's happening at Lichtman and learn both from the mistakes but also from the upside. But then also, you know, put some content in there that he can um, take away that's not generated just by us but by other churches both in Pretoria. So there's a bit of a partnership developing in Pretoria. But then also other churches around Gauteng and around the world. Um, but the, I think a massive part he would say of that is having the time to actually develop your own church plant. And so have the time and the space in which to think about this and to make your own mistakes, to gather a call, to raise funds for it, to ask some questions from other guys that are in the process of doing it as well. 
And so that's, that's in a sense where the residency came from. It was sort of working backwards from seeing this plant, um, but finding the guy to do it and then giving him the little bit that we can and helping him to figure out the rest for himself. And, and so, and I mean, a conference called Diverse City. We realize we live in a very diverse place, um, and so we're going to do well to, to speak openly about those sorts of things. Um, what was it like for you um, as a young black man take your family then into an all-white Afrikaans church, um, submit to that leadership for a couple of years, learn and grow in that environment, whereas you're, you're a gifted, charismatic, dynamic guy who probably could have done it on his own a couple of years earlier. Um, just speak a little bit about the heart that, 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 that leads you, first of all, to submit in that environment and then what's it been like for you and your family? So I won't lie, it was like unbelievably, um, I don't know, scary to, to think, you know, we're going to move into, you know, with the history that this country has and then the history that the city of Pretoria has, I was, in my mind I was like, I don't know how this is going to happen. My wife just was crying in tears, it was, it was nuts. Um, but, um, but to walk into that context and uh, to be loved the way we were loved was unbelievable. And, uh, and to be cared for, and to, these guys, I mean, have been phenomenal uh, over the last two and a half years. And, uh, and here's the thing, here's the game changer. Um, it wasn't bringing in a black guy to have him uh, sit somewhere uh, around the table somewhere and have him, you know, give him these funny duties, but they really brought me on as part of the team. And I had a voice, and, and they created a platform with uh, all the, the resources and privilege and all that they had, and they were aware of. They were like, no, listen, we want you to be a part of this. We really want you to speak into... Uh, us trying to really start a, a church planning movement here in the city of Pretoria. And, and that for me was kind of where the penny dropped, um, where I was like, okay, this is, this is for real. And, and I have the backing. And then having BBC come on board as well, again, just uh, being pushed in the direction of um, this is what we want to see happen in the city of Pretoria, churches that reflect the city. Um, and so it's, it's, it's been phenomenal. Um, even these last few months have been amazing. I think we're... Uh, a play on novelty sometimes a little bit where, you know, we're getting people coming to church because they're going, I don't believe in Jesus, but I hear that there's a black guy leading the church and there's white people submitting to that leadership. It's just like that I want to see, you know. Um, and so it's just, it's been amazing to know that I have the backing of these guys um, and, you know, moving forward, what, what could be uh, for this nation. Praise God, bro. Before we get these guys to close it out, um, just you've recently been assessed by Acts 29. You've been through that process, um, you and your wife. Just tell us a little bit um, about uh, why you want to be networked with Acts 29, why you want to do this uh, with this network, why you want to walk with these friends, and, and what the assessment process was like for you. So the assessment process was, I mean, really revealing for my wife and I. It was good to have someone ask us questions um, and then for both of us to answer it. I, I'm looking over to my wife and ha hearing her kind of give the vision and go, wow, you, you really do believe this. And, um, and the same for my wife, you know, because it can get lonely. It can really, planting churches can, is a lonely thing. It can get lonely. Um, and so wanting to be part of Acts 29 is to be a part of a brotherhood, um, to be a, a part of a, a movement, a network, guys that I can lean on, guys that I can ask questions. And not just in South Africa, but globally. Uh, the fact that this is a global network and the, how aggressively they're wanting to be diverse. And you'll get to hear that from the speakers, uh, these next two days, um, that, that for me was kind of like, th that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to be a part of. I don't want to be part of another homogeneous uh, church or, or church planting movement, but a diverse, because I believe South Africa is the most diverse country. Um, I might be slightly biased, but I really do believe it. And, um, and we just want to see churches that reflect this nation. And I believe Acts 29 um, is definitely ahead 
um, with regards to networks and movements that are doing that. Well, thanks, brother. We're praying for Rooted Fellowship. We're excited about your future. Um, uh, Johan and Toby, maybe you guys could just uh, each have a go. What would you say um, to um, someone sitting here who feels called to plant a church um, but isn't being sent out by any other congregation, so they're pretty much doing it on their own? Um, what would you say to them? And then what would you say to someone here who's in church leadership and they're saying, we desire to be a church planting church, but we don't know where to start? With regards to your first question there, Ross, um, if, if you're sitting here today and you've got a desire to plant, but currently there's nobody that wants to send you, then we'll probably say that you need to get stuck into a church somewhere where, where somebody can see whether you've got that gifting. Sometimes I think we've got a, a very uh, individualistic idea of calling, and of course there is a sense to which God calls us at an individual level, um, but predominantly I think as you, as you look at the New Testament, it happens in community. The way that somebody is sent out is always he's sent out from a local church. And so for anybody to know whether he is a church planter, you need to at least have the qualifications for an elder. So, so all church planters ought to have the qualifications for elders. It doesn't mean that all elders will necessarily be church planters. And so there needs to be at least four things probably in your life. There needs to be um, godliness, leadership capabilities, Probably if your church plant is slightly more than just the normal elder leadership, entrepreneurial side probably towards, uh, that you should have, uh, ability to teach and a desire for it. And the, and the place for both you and others to see where you, whether you have those gifts is, um, is in the context of the local church. And if you do have that, and that is your desire, others will, Lord willing, affirm that and send you out. And so don't do it on your own. Uh, you should always be sent out by somebody. Um, th that is, I think, the New Testament pattern. Yeah. yeah, somebody who's leading a church that isn't at the place of planting yet, but looking to do so. I mean, it's, it ties in with this in that the sense that the, the thing is that's going to plant a church is a church planter, ultimately. And so you need to find that, that guy. And I think if, if he's not sitting there and he's not putting up his hand yet, uh, one of the ways of finding him is partnering with others that are already doing it. So in a sense, you know, even this was a partnership, a pre-existing partnership with an existing church in the city. And so, and so, and so we had the confidence or, or, um, to go to them and saying, listen, we want to do this. Is there some way in which we could do it together? And, and they were graciously willing to let him go for the sake of that. And so I would say, you know, that within the same geographical context, within the same city, find others that are either already doing it and learn from them or partner with them to find those planters that is somewhere within our churches. Guys, thank you so helpful. Um, we're just excited about uh, Pretoria. Never thought I'd say that, um, but we're excited about the advance of the gospel into Pretoria because there's great need, right? Um, and so uh, we're hoping that some Christians will come out of that city um, and that your rugby team will become less thuggish as a result. Um, and uh, so we're very optimistic about the things that might come out of that great city. Thanks for the work that you're doing. Uh, if you have questions for these guys, please catch them afterwards. Um, please, please chat to them, chat to Ono, uh, chat to Tuvi, chat to Johan, uh, grill them. They're, they're here, they're learning. They're practitioners, the guys who are actually experiencing this stuff uh, right now. So, brothers, thank you very much. I'm um, just grateful for your time and for your efforts.